Welcome to Backstage at Upstage, a presentation of Upstage Lung Cancer, which uses the performing arts to raise awareness and funding for lung cancer research. Here's your host, the founder and president of Upstage Lung Cancer, Hilde Grossman. Hi, I'm Hilde Grossman, and we're so excited to have you with us today backstage at Upstage. And here's my good pal, Jordan Rich. Thanks so much, Hilde. Today, a podcast bursting with joy as we welcome local Boston and national TV personality, Joyce Kilhaywick, an in-demand theater and movie critic, host of numerous star-studded events, and a three-time cancer survivor who continues to give back to so many causes, including the fight against cancer. Her website, Joyce'sChoices.com. And also joining us, Candy O'Terry, longtime Boston radio personality, professional vocalist and recording artist. She was host and producer of an award-winning radio show called Exceptional Women, which ran for many years on Boston's WMJX Radio. And currently, Candy hosts her own award-winning podcast called The Story Behind Her Success. And her website is CandyOterry.com. Hildy, take it away. Backstage at Upstage, our podcast today is focusing on finding joy. And I couldn't think of two more wonderful people to join myself and Jordan Rich than Joyce Kolhawick and Candy O'Terry. Bravo. Two joyful, wonderful women. Bravo. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about the whole issue of finding joy. It's something I think about as a life's quest anyway, but also it was something as a lung cancer survivor I thought about as well, which is um, something, you know, we could talk about some more as we, as we discuss this today, but, you know, under difficult situations, how does one find joy. I think even using the verb find suggests that it's an activity. So um, I love to just open the topic in in general. Um, And and yes, and just stating that joy is not a condition. Like it's like someone who says, I just want to be happy. Well, I think that's nice. But if it's a part of the kind of complex nature of life, it's, it's a whole other story. So it's not a condition. It's an attitude, a perspective, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm really interested in both of your thoughts about about finding joy. Well, you know, given that Candy and I are here, you've come to Joy Central. (laughs) (laughs) I love that, Joyce. Excellent. Joyce's name even has joy in it. So there we go. (laughs) That's true. My mother was a very prescient woman. Indeed. I, I think I have always been naturally optimistic and I don't want to speak for candy, but I suspect the same is true for candy. But you mean, I guess we're going to go deeper than eating, sleeping and drinking. So <laughs> all of which give me great joy. And we started to talk about sleep a moment ago. Um, you know, I'm a night owl, so I love the nighttime. But I think, you know, getting getting Underneath all of that, I think joy is a decision. Uh, I think you have to decide that joy is A, possible, and B, that there is a way to give yourself joy. And C, I think that's by finding the things, literally, that you love and turn you on. There it is. 
You know, I think that both Joyce and I are glass half full people. And I think that's one of the, my favorite analogies is how do you look at life? Do you look at life as the glass is half empty or the glass is half full? And I have always made a conscious decision to look at life as the glass is half full. I've also been so lucky to be able to do what I love throughout my life, but that was a conscious decision. Whenever something doesn't work for me and I know it's not going to bring me joy, I'm not going to be using my God-given talents, I kind of don't want to spend too much time doing that because I am a believer in life is too short and we only come around one time, so you better make the most of it. You're one of those, if it doesn't go, hell yeah, in your brain or in your consciousness, walk up. <laughs> you are absolutely right, Jordan. And and I've always had a barometer for that. And being as close friends with Joyce as I am, I know she's got a big barometer for joy. <laughs> you know, I do have a big barometer for joy, but I think it requires not just having the barometer, but also having a certain amount of, you know, I don't mean to sound, you know, pompous or whatever, but you have to have a certain amount of courage to do the thing that's really simple, which is to stay close to yourself enough to clear away anything that's impeding your desire to want to make yourself happy. I mean, we do things sometimes because we think we should or because we, our parents told us that's how it was, or we're trying to appease someone else, or we need a certain kind of approval, or, you know, many, many things that are other things that might drive us can interfere with a very clear path to what makes us happy, our joy. And it takes a certain amount of bravery to clear away and discard those things that prevent us from being exactly who we are. And everybody throws this word authentic around, but really nothing could be simpler and in some way more obvious. To be yourself is at once simple and requires a kind of courage and bravery. And you have to be willing to take whatever flack you're gonna get from everybody else who's gonna say to you, that's a stupid idea or you shouldn't be doing that because you know what's going to hurt your mother, or what will your friends say if they if you decide to throw away that incredible job at the, you know, as a venture capitalist and start farming? I mean, you know, you're going to take a lot of flack for some of your decisions that make you feel joyful. But if you want real joy, you got to go for it. And yes, life is short. I was just going to add one more piece to that. I think part of it is the quest of trying to know who you are. So you've got to know who you are and find a way to be comfortable with that and then have the courage to go forward and do the things that you want to do. I always say I'm too stupid to know you can't do things. So, you know, <laughs> that's, that's a gift. That's a gift, <laughs> Ignorance. Yes. So then who? That's right. That's why I leapt into doing a podcast that upstage lung cancer has put on these amazing shows that both of you wonderful women have been a part of and have made much better than they would be without you. So I, I think if you know yourself and then you have to have that courage you were talking about, which is battling against all the voices that say it couldn't be done, it shouldn't be done, not you, you shouldn't do it, et cetera, et cetera. So. 
Well, you know, what I would add to what you're saying, Hildy, and what Joyce so beautifully said, is I believe that joy is also based on wisdom and recognizing what doesn't work based on your experience in life, which is where the word age comes in, which is one of the beauties of age is that you've been on this earth long enough to know what works for you and what doesn't. And I love another expression, I am who I am. Which I am who I am because I've been around for a long enough time to know who I am by now and who I'm not and who I serve and who I don't. And my choice to, to move forward with joy about the things that I love is based on that experience. So I would say that's one of the beauties of growing a little older. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and I will say, I also know, um, I also am lucky enough to feel like I love spinach too. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And olive and oil. <laughs> I, I just wanted to jump in here for a quick second to, to point out the fact that all four of us, you know, have worked together and have played together and have had so much fun together. What Candy talked about, the glass half full, I think it helps to know what an empty glass feels like. It's important to be able to balance the good with the not so good. And when you understand that no one escapes life without some of the not so good, would love to hear your take on the challenges and how those have helped bring more joy perhaps into your life and how you've done that. Uh, Joyce, do you want to kick it off with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I know that you must be alluding to my three bouts with cancer. And, you know, this is, um, this is a gift. This was a gift to me because A, I'm still here. And B, that happened to me uh, very early in my life. I had um, malignant melanoma when I was 26, and then I had two bouts of ovarian cancer when I was 34 and 35, and have lived to tell about them. The gift of cancer was that I was reminded at a very early stage of my life that um, there are no guarantees, that it's very fragile, that it's very short, and that I was very lucky to be reminded about how fragile everything is that early on uh, made a huge impact on me because you live your life a little bit differently. And it's not that I live my life at the edge of that every day. I mean, I still worry about, you know, what does my hair look like? And oh, my jowls are sagging, and, you know, all of that. But it's always a touch point like, hey, hey, shut up. <laughs> you, you could be lying in a bed somewhere. Uh, not knowing if you're going to wake up tomorrow. And the doctors have said to me, they could count on the fingers of one hand, the people that fall into this category. So I considered it a gift, given that I'm still here, to be reminded of life's fragility in such a vivid, visceral way. First of all, I, I love this woman so much that when I hear you talk like that, Joyce, it brings tears to my eyes because I'm so glad you're with us uh, and that you're in, in the best shape of your life, I think. You look great, you are great, and I love you so much. I just had to throw that out there. So um, let, me, let me offer this. I had a life-changing experience when I was 14 years old. And my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. And by the time I was 18, she was dead. And I spent my teenage years watching my mother die. She was never well. It was one thing after another. 
And I'm an only child of divorced parents. Both of my parents were only children and I was an only child. So I had no immediate family. In other words, there was no net to catch me when I fell. And I did. I fell a lot. And I got married very young. But the big piece is this. I was set on a course to have to find other women to be my role models. And that became the conduit for my entire professional career is to find these women. And now I'm way over 700 of them. And Joyce has been featured on the show, finding women who can help me be the best version of myself. So here's what I'm a big believer in. Obstacles are opportunities. Nothing is easy. Life is not supposed to be easy. There's always supposed to be a lesson. In fact, interestingly enough, there's a woman that I had a chance to talk to and her name is Laura Lynn Jackson. And she's a seven time verified psychic medium. It was a great interview. And you know what she told me, having spoken to a lot of dead people, she said, we're here for two reasons, to love and to learn. And life is not supposed to be easy because we're all here for a reason. So in answer to your comment and your question about the hard parts, Jordan, I think the hard parts are very often that fork in the road that makes us have to choose. Am I going to be strong here? Am I going to try my best? Am I going to be brave or am I just going to stop? And by the way, if you stop and you don't do anything, the world does not care. The world keeps on spinning. So I think that in adversity comes blessing for sure. Oh, that's so beautifully said, Candy. Honestly, and you have such an extraordinary network of women. You, I love women. I love that you have gathered so many women together. And I find women deeply inspirational, probably coming from the women in my family, my mother, my grandmother, who are working women, who are energetic women and wonderful women, supported by the men in their lives. Sure. But you are like a beacon of light. And you said you're looking for role models. You've become our role model. I mean, we all feed, oh God. <laughs> we all feed each other. That's the truth. That's the truth. Thank you. I think we do feed each other. And I was I was just going to add that I've always thought about the half being the glass being half full and also half empty. It's both. And I think it's really important to see that. Otherwise, it's, again, thinking that life should be Disney World. And I know as a lung cancer survivor, you know, hearing that diagnosis was so terrifying and so immediate that I thought my life was going to to end because the survival rate is not high in lung cancer, um, even though, you know, there's hope uh, with new drugs and things. But at the time, 13 years ago, you know, it was, I think the survival rate was around 16% to get to five years. And I was very lucky because it it was found early. But um, because of having lung cancer, my life is so much richer and so much more joyful. I, I feel I wouldn't know, you know, I wouldn't know the two of you wonderful women. I know Jordan because of my jazz group, the fallen angels, but, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't know you guys. And, 
Um, I've met so many inspiring and ex just extraordinary people and people who have pitched in and been talented and actors and singers and directors and everyone's come forward to work together and make joy. Every, every concert we do from, from my perspective has been just filled with joy and, and such a gift to me personally and to the cast and crew and everyone and to the audience. It's, it's just been extraordinary. So for me, that's one of the greatest sources of joy is just being grateful for my life and grateful for the people who are in it. We'll get back to the podcast in just a moment. Upstage Lung Cancer exclusively uses music and the performing arts to get the word out about lung cancer. Through concerts and activities, Upstage helps fund much needed research. As the saying goes, find it, treat it, beat it. Please subscribe to this podcast series and tell your friends. Oh, and if you'd like to join our efforts, consider a donation of any amount at upstagelungcancer.org. And now, back to the podcast. I think another key thing about joy, and it just occurred to me listening to what you were saying, Hildy, because, uh, and, and Hildy, what you have built with upstage lung cancer is extraordinary. You took your own situation and you turned this into a powerhouse of fundraising that's advanced the cause to fight lung cancer like nobody else I've ever seen, grassroots, and I saw it right from the beginning. You are an extraordinary entrepreneur. And I would say the same thing of you, Candy. And I would also say that I have very few skills in that department. But I, so I'm always in admiration of women who make tangible things, who build things. I have discovered that what you have to do to find joy is to be open to the world, to be really open. There's wisdom literally everywhere. We were walking out of an apartment building in Philadelphia one morning and the doorman opened up the door and I said, wow, it's beautiful out here. You know, it's too bad every day, you know, can't be like this. And he said, if every day is sunny, what's a sunny day? Ah, the doorman at the apartment building and I looked at him and I thought, okay, he's a guru. This is a shaman. You know, we all have our wisdom to share and there are messages from the universe to us all the time. We all just the time. receive that. Was his name Carlton by any chance? Because <laughs> I knew a guy Carlton, named Carlton. Your doorman. <laughs> Carlton, your doorman. That's I, mean, funny. I love that guy and I still see him saying it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's yeah. kind of incredible. The other thing is, um, you know, I don't want us to all come off like we're so fully formed, you know, because uh -huh. I know that none of us, A, think that, B, no. none of us are, C, I certainly know I am not. I feel lost a lot of the time and still yeah. searching and still looking and what is it I really want to do? And I was thinking about how one knows yourself, picking up on what you said, Hildy, about first you have to kind of know yourself and it's like, well, I certainly know myself better now than I did when I was 20. I wouldn't go back for that reason. And yes, it is a gift. The aging is a gift in that way. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of the other parts. You know, I don't have the same energy I used to have. And I certainly can't recall names, dates, and serial numbers the way I used to. But I, I know myself better. I feel better in my own skin. But sometimes, you, you know, you can't know yourself until you once again, every day, 
take the leap and jump into something, jump into the unknown. And then you get to know yourself a little better when you see whether you sink or swim. And, and you're a fabulous swimmer, Candy. So I know you <laughs> make the analogy. This woman teaches swimming. I mean, among the many other things that she Oh my does. gosh. Yeah. I didn't know that. She's an incredible swimmer. Um, but sometimes you don't know yourself. And every day I don't know myself. And every day I try to take a leap into, not every day, but when days when I feel up to this, I try to take a leap into something that's new and that I don't know how I'm going to do with it and see how I do. I find that stimulating and exciting and uh, it propels me forward and tells me a little bit more about, you know, being the most me I can be, which I have to say has always been my goal from the time I was little. I don't know, even know how else to say that, but I don't know myself. I'm getting to know myself every day. You know, they, they say that life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Oh, yeah. And that is where the joy is, for sure. So I think we've all decided bravery and being outside your comfort zone are huge components, along with wisdom. And I think a lot of grace thrown in there in terms mm -hmm. of joy, for sure. You know, I found this uh, quote from Helen Keller, who had every oh. reason to feel like life offered nothing. I mean, she's just such a hero. But she said, we could never learn to be brave and patient if there were only joy in the world. So true. And Absolutely. that goes right back to my belief that obstacles are opportunities. And I think it's because when we consciously choose to figure out a way around, through, over, between, whatever we have to do to get past that obstacle, that's where the joy is. I, yeah, a, uh, I, I love that, Candy. The obstacle is the opportunity. Every single time, there's a fabulous quote. I can't remember exactly the origins, but it's something about the crack is where the light comes yes. in. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is exactly right. So you look at it and you can't look at it as a setback or a, you look at it as, huh, what went wrong? What could go right? What's in here for me to take and move and shape? so that I can move forward. I mean, that's really, that's really all there is. That's really all there is. And, and that we're all in this together. That exactly. we're all in this together. I just wanna add one piece in taking everything that you've said is that some people like Marlo Thomas, free to be you and me, if freedom varies. Sometimes we have very little freedom, you know, when, when disease is terminal. There's very little freedom. On the other hand, there it, because joy and seeking joy is not a, a condition, it's a state. It's finding it throughout the day. Uh, maybe it's just a moment. Maybe it's loving someone, feeling loved, uh, being connected to others. And, and, and so, again, it's, it's this constant quest, big and small, um, to try to move beyond what feels like it's just crushing you. And, and that's not easy. And it does take courage. It takes, you know, willpower and, and, uh, and a commitment to just making life as rich and as full as possible. Jordan, you've done that. I know you have done that. I sure have. 
I also have a, a, a little thought or a suggestion that I'm sure you all do in your own unique, creative ways, especially now during the uh, the pandemic season that we've been in. It's given us, uh, a lot of us, yeah. the opportunity to really think about these things that we're too busy normally to think about. And what this podcast is doing right now is getting me to think, and I know our listeners. So my question to all three of you, is there an exercise that you do, it doesn't have to be anything formal, that allows you to stop enough to think about and to ponder and to self-realize. What I do is I, I occasionally I journal a little bit and I occasionally write down what Candy said, graceful, thankful. And then I try to bring to mind the little joys in life, the little things that happened as you both have said so beautifully. So I just wondered if there's any particular joy habit you have to, uh, to stimulate this idea in your own head and your own heart. Candy, start with you. Well, you mentioned journaling, and I am a huge journaler. If I were to turn around and, 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 and point a camera toward my desk, you would see literally an entire file of all of my journals, and I date them by year, and I often go back and read them so that I can remember where I was a couple of years ago and where I am now, which has always been mm. an exercise. But the other and most important part of my life is my faith. And I pray a lot. I have a place where I sit in my bedroom in the morning. I have a candle that I light. I have prayer books that I read. And I have a list of the people that I pray for every single day. That's very That's sweet. Very nice. Joyce, do you have a thought on that idea? I do. And it's something that's come to me. And it's very new. And it's not at all like me. Um, anyone who knows me knows how much I hate to exercise. I have never liked to <laughs> exercise. I am not particularly sporty. <laughs> you know, I like, um, you know, <laughs> my idea of exercise is jumping. Where you want to turn the cameras on. Jumping for the clicker. Everybody's <laughs> losing their minds, everybody, seriously. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Jumping to conclusions. That's my form of exercise. There you go. <laughs> I really, um, I, but I have discovered, because I, I finally was realizing the pandemic has made me understand um, that I was get, probably getting more exercise than I thought I was because I was running around. I was running to the theater, running out to the movies every night and just running, running, running. And I have a pretty, you know, active uh, physical self, you know, what I don't know how to, else to put that. Um but I couldn't do any of that. So I was sitting in front of my computer and sitting in front of the television, watching movies or, or binging things that I'd never had a chance to watch because I was doing other things. And I suddenly realized I was having a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. I was so stiff and creaky. I thought, wow, I didn't think I was going to feel like this in my late sixties. I thought I would feel like this in my late seventies. But what am I going to do? I thought I had some underlying rheumatoid condition. My doctor checked me out. She said, Joyce, <laughs> no, there's no underlying condition. You need to get moving, girl. I started walking. Inside of one week, I felt like my old self. I was clear. I was flexible. I could just, I had energy, more energy. I, I wasn't aching. The way I, it was a miracle. And it's a miracle that, you know, lots of other people know about. I'm a slow learner. The, the thing about walking for me and exercise is that I find it really boring, sort of mentally boring. So I could never work out in a gym or on a machine or do the same routine. I can't do it. 
So I chart new walks every single time I go out. I walk a new neighborhood, a new street. I found paths all through where I live, through the woods that are blowing my mind. And the things that I see out there, I've met horses and dogs. I mean, there's Amos and Russell and Pep. I found crazy things by the roadside. I was walking down a street one day, a gorgeous street in Weston, and there was a toilet on the side of the road that had obviously fallen off a truck. I mean, <laughs> crazy stuff to remind you, you know. That would be joy, by the way. There. If I found a toilet in the middle of the road on certain drives, long drives, that would be joyful for me. It was a <laughs> I looked at it. I just cracked up. I just started laughing. It's hilarious. A woman walking by me said, ah, found art. And I thought, you know, (laughs) life is hilarious. You know, life is hysterical. I have loved my walks. And now I I can't believe this. I look forward to my walking. (laughs) Go figure. How about you, Hildy? I mean, we all know you love to sing and perform, but uh, is that your main focus? I think I'm just like a multitasker person. I live on like these tracks, like I'm an eight track or 12 track kind of person. So since the pandemic, I mean, music definitely is um, performing and performing, you know, with other musicians is just so joyful. The other things for me, we have a, a puppy, Louise Tucker, who is a wild woman. Uh, yeah, she's a, a mini golden eagle. Yeah, yeah. So I take her for walks also, which I also find boring to go around the same streets. We've, we've got, we're all very so similar here. But I try to take her different places. I've taken her down to the waterfront. I've taken her, you know, out into the suburbs and around the water and in the woods, et cetera. So that's a joy. But I've also allowed my, and I would say I derive enormous joy because I look at the, it's not what you say, it's what you do. If you kind of look at yourself, I spend so much time on upstage lung cancer um, and thinking about, it's the creative end that I also, I really love thinking about podcast topics you know, starting this thing, pulling in people I love and care about to, you know, start this with me. That gives me great joy. And then I have to confess, like many people, I've been a binge watcher and binge watching various series. So that gives me just a lot of pleasure of escaping into another world. And um, so that that's part of my joy, not to mention family and all the obvious things that we we all feel. You just reminded me of something, Hildy, and I was thinking about the ways in which we can lose track of ourselves as we get older. Um, You find yourself, but also you can forget things early on that made you feel joyful. And I used to spend hours, hours playing the piano and singing. Candy is a marvelous vocalist. This this is the multitasker right here. I mean, unbelievable, multi-talented. I, since I've been inside, have wafted over to my piano and started playing the piano again which is something I haven't done in a long time. Every now and then I would do it, but I'm playing everything from a little bit of jazz to some, you know, Bach preludes to, you know, all the, the cover the waterfront. It is so, I forgot how, what is the word? Deeply joyful that is for me. I forgot that. I forgot that. 
There you go. Well, I want to jump in and say something. I decided to start taking piano lessons again. <gasps> and my piano has been the joy of my life in the last couple of weeks. And my poor husband has to listen to like these rudimentary songs. I'm like, bang, bang, bang. but again, this is what we're talking about. It's joy. Music is joy. And I have I'm so excited to hear that you're playing again. I am in kindergarten in comparison to where you are, Joyce Gulhaywick, but someday perhaps we'll play together. Love and learn. (laughs) Well, I think that's right. Love and learn. I just throw in one other thing that I've done is I've gotten a French tutor again, who's in Lyon. And um, so every, every week I have my French tutor every day I'm doing babble and I'm doing uh uh, Duolingo, and I'm reading, and I'm listening, and and that's another source of joy. So I just think you've got to you've got to satisfy as hungry as you are. You know, some people have a big appetite, some small, but as hungry as you are to try to fill your life with with joy. And I'm so grateful I uh, to both of you for joining us today. This has just been. Um, joyful, very joyful. You brought so much joy. And uh, I know it will bring joy to the listeners and um, to everyone. So thank you so much. Thank you for bringing us together. This Uh, is really so heartwarming. Thank you. I'd love it if I can. I have one quick joy story that I wanted to share with you. Sure. I have my 16 life lessons, which are words of wisdom that I've gathered together over the past 28 years of interviewing women from every walk of life. And one of the women that I interviewed was a woman named Wendy Booker. And Wendy Booker uh, is an MS survivor, multiple sclerosis survivor. But Wendy decided that she wasn't gonna be defined by her chronic disease. Instead, she decided that she was going to start running marathons. And then the marathons led to learning how to climb mountains. And then the goal became, you know, I think I'll become the first woman to ever climb all seven of the world's tallest peaks. And she did. And she continues to climb. And she says she climbs for those who can't. But the reason why I'm mentioning her is because she gave me this quote, which I would share with you and your listeners today. She said, there is great joy in striving toward your potential. That's great. I would leave mm. you with that thought. That's Love that's it. a great thought to, to leave us with. Thank that's, you. You didn't ask, wait a minute, you didn't ask what I've done during this period. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What have you done? Sorry, George Pierce. You're going to love it because it can involve all of you next time I see you. I have become somewhat of a, well, I used to be a sous chef. Now I've become more of a cook in the kitchen because of necessity. I eat every meal at home with my lovely bride. And uh, as a result, I last night made this beautiful egg souffle. What I forgot to do was put anything underneath the souffle dish in the stove. So I was wondering why the fire alarm kept going off because the smoke kept billowing out. Because the dripped on the bottom. No, but I, I I couldn't resist putting it out there that I, I'm really enjoying it. At first, I was grudgingly brought into the kitchen, and oh, I don't want to do this, and I'm I'm loving it. So 
Oh my gosh, I love a souffle of any kind. Me I'm too. working on that. If I could spell it, I could uh, do it for you. Souffle. Let's see. That's it. Dinner party, your house, Jordan. <laughs> as soon as we all get out of this pandemic, and right. as soon as we get our vaccines, we're we're all heading over. Oh boy, I really opened it up, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you did. I specialize in the catching things on fire in the kitchen parts. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll join you there. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I'm so grateful that <laughs> you guys are in my life. I just, yeah. I have so much love, so much respect. Um, I, I just, I just, I don't even have, I guess joy just incorporates, it's just in my heart. I, I love you. Thank you. Oh, we love you. To find out how you can join Upstage Lung Cancer in raising awareness and funding to beat lung cancer, visit our website, upstagelungcancer.org. We invite you to subscribe and download our podcast available on all platforms. And we love reviews and ratings. After all, we're showbiz people. There's more entertainment and inspiration to come on the next podcast episode of Backstage at Upstage.